So when it comes to figuring out who other people are, first of all, we have to figure out who we ourselves are. So the first and obvious thing is that we are not synonymous with uh, the outer appearance. So an obvious example of this is, let's say, an actor or actress who plays a role. So for instance, what's his name? The dude who played uh, Harry Potter, um, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. So Daniel Radcliffe is not the same thing as Harry Potter. So if somebody were to watch those movies and see this kid who does magic tricks and then they think this is, there is a person like this from the inside out. There's somebody who truly believes he's a magician and that he flies around in a broom and and has these kinds of values and, and all this kind of stuff. That would be erroneous because the person, Daniel Radcliffe, that is, was just playing a role, was just saying lines and delivering lines and putting on costumes, excuse me, and uh, so forth and so on. So we see that if somebody's straight up playing a role in a movie or in a play, that is not really who they are. But obviously, in what we call real life, it's the same thing. We play different roles and we have different hats. So, for instance, somebody who teaches a kindergarten class to his or her students, uh, he or she, probably she, so is she, she is, uh, uh, that's all she is, is a kindergarten teacher. There's, there's nothing else. It's like somebody watches Harry Potter and thinks that's all that this person is, is just this kid who's a wizard. But, of course, in truth, this is a person who's not just a teacher, but might also be a mother, might also be a, uh, um, a daughter, certainly is a daughter or was, a sister, might be a friend, uh, another family member, many different hats. Somebody who likes doing this and likes doing that. So if we can't understand who we are purely through the role we are playing, then how can we understand who we are? Again, uh, we, we think, I'm a, I, I'm a husband, I'm a wife, and, but that's in relation to the other party. I'm a son, somebody can think, but oh, it's only relative to my father. I'm a daughter, but it's only relative to, uh, not only to the father, to, relative to my father and mother. Right, and for the son as well, missed it. Uh, I, I'm a, a student, but relative only to my teacher. I'm a teacher, but only relative to my student. I'm a boss, but only for my employees. Right, where boss, uh, a manager on the job is a manager. That's a totally legitimate role that is being played, and a genuine role. But the second that work is done, and the person who is just playing the role of a manager is out on the street. This person is no longer a manager to the people passing by on the street. Is he or she? No. So manager only relative to employees. Employees only relative to a manager or a company or whatever other relations are pertinent and apply. A neighbor is only a neighbor to his or her neighbor. Right. So we see, in fact, that we really cannot... things get a little bit tricky. And if we really want to think deeply, we might even get to a point of, of, of thinking that, for example, we are only tall to those who are shorter than us. All right? We are only short relative to those who are taller than us. We are only uh, kind relative to recipients of our kindness. We are only mean relative to the recipients of our meanness. We are only... Um, a certain age relative to 
people that can hold this concept in mind uh, 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 of age. What does it mean if we, we go to our dog and say, hey, dog, I'm, I'm 65 years old. Hey, dog, I'm, I'm 25 years old. The dog has no idea what any of this means. So you're not 65 to your dog. You're just a, a thing that provides it food and company and plays with it and stuff like that. So you're only 65 to somebody or 25 or whatever it is may be to somebody that has this concept in mind. You know, we think, for example, uh, celebrity is a celebrity, period. Like that person is a celebrity, but a celebrity is only a celebrity in as much as there are people that uh, are aware of this person. I remember once uh, going to a restaurant and sitting down at the bar and I sat next to a, a, a lady and uh, began speaking to her and she tells me, you know, I'm a pretty famous singer. I'm like, what? I've never seen him. She's like, yeah, in a different country. And I'm like, no way, come on, for real? And she's like, yeah, check my uh, YouTube. So uh, I go on YouTube, and yeah, she has millions and millions of, of, lists of uh, what is it, views performed with other famous singers. And, so she, and you can check you know, social media and stuff uh, like that, videos, and you see that if she goes to this country where she's a celebrity, people are mobbing her and screaming and yelling and, and asking for her autograph and photographs and selfies and all that, and here, in the United States, she's a nobody to most people. Maybe, obviously, some people still recognize her, but me, for example, I know who uh, Angelina Jolie is. I know who George Clooney is. I don't know. I didn't know who she was. So to me, she wasn't a celebrity. She was just a normal lady. And even after she told me she was a celebrity to some other people, she still wasn't a celebrity to me, to me because it takes a while. You have to be aware that other people know the person then it has to kind of internalize and it has to be a concept in, in one's mind so we see this is also relative only to uh, others <laughs> all right so what what can we possibly what are we then if if we're only if all of our roles and, and all of these uh, hats we put on are only relative to other people that know about these roles uh, then then what in the world are we so there's an idea that uh, we are able to, we, we might even actually, on that note, add that we say, ultimately, I'm a human being. But these are just sounds. And it's also, we're a, a quote-unquote human being to somebody that's aware of this concept. We're not a human being to a tiger who's willing to eat us if it gets hungry, potentially. We're not a human being to a crocodile or an alligator who's willing to tear us to shreds. All right? So we're also not just a human being, period. We're a human being to other human beings or to people that are aware of, of this kind of concept. Right? To, let's say, a, a mother, to, uh, she has an infant who's born. Do, do you think that the infant is thinking, oh, here's a human being that is my mother? No, the human being is just thinking, here's a source of, uh, of, of nourishment, of milk, and, and maybe some, some comfort and, uh, and bodily warmth and contact. That's it. The, the baby has no in, notion that here's a, a, a person, here's a female, a mother, uh, and, and all of that. So we see also we can't just say, oh, I'm just a person, I'm this and that. We don't, it's only also relative to other people. Uh, so anyway, so what are we aside from all that? So probably the first thing to say is that you exist. And that's irrespective of anybody or anything else. So if, goodness forbid, somebody is born and they're put in a, in a situation, we don't even want to imagine this could be real, but very hopefully not, that somebody is uh, locked from birth in a, in a dark room and never sees light and never sees their, their own body or anybody else or never hears a sound, this person would have absolutely no concepts that we have or no, no, virtually no concepts that we have in mind because hunger, all of a couple of different things, but 
most of the concepts. Certainly this person have no idea what, what a person is or what an animal is or what an insect is or what the sky is or what the earth is or what an actor or actress is or a celebrity or a doctor or a teacher. Any of these things that we, that the world that we live in or politics or weather, all these things, they would have absolutely no existence to this person. Uh, and let's see, put aside, okay, fine, hunger, the need for oxygen, uh, um, thirst, that kind of stuff. Heat, cold. Let's put that aside. What would the person still know? The person would know that uh, I exist in some fundamental way. The person may not even have the concept of I. It maybe wouldn't even be that I exist. As in, here's I, and then existence is added onto this I. There would simply be existence. There would be what we may call, simply by the name, to use the name self-awareness. The, the self would be aware of itself, if that, just to use those words. Hey, with no other concepts or no notion, I'm a person, I'm a mammal, I'm a primate, I'm this, I'm that, I'm on earth. None of that. Simply the fact that I exist. So we see, in fact, that is a good place to start to try to understand who we are. Because most people, apparently, we can only gouge, gouge, gouge determine this uh, from conversation. But it would seem that most, most of us are not aware of our actual existence. We understand that all of those relations exist. For example, I'm a teacher, I'm a parent, I'm a student, I'm a business person, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm this and that. We understand those things exist. We also understand that emotions exist. I feel happy, I feel sad, I feel angry, I feel hopeful. All right? We understand those things ex exist. We understand bodily sensations exist. I am thirsty, I am hungry, I am warm, I am cold. We understand that exists. But we see that all of those things are, are contingent. Right? And again, sometimes we feel warm, but then we, we don't. Right? We can be in a sensory deprivation tank and not feel anything at all, theoretically, at least. So it's also not that that has to be, that I always feel some kind of way. So what has to be, however, is that, you, is that I exist, said from your own perspective. Right? Not that we, who's we. You exist, I, from your own perspective, exist. That's what has to be. And that is something that most of us have absolutely no awareness of. We don't understand. We're not in touch with that reality that we actually exist in a fundamental, indescribable, we can say, wait. So that's a good uh, first place to begin. So after we understand that uh, we, that, not that we, we do not exist. After you understand that you exist, then uh, you may want to get to know yourself both as a member of uh, your species and first of all as a sentient being for example concepts here that are pertinent are we can only act for a cause the cause must be positive and constructive and consequently we are only ever acting in the context we have this is true for each and every form of life that there is so we have to get to know ourselves as a first of all as existence second of all as a form of life Third of all, as a primate, as a, as a higher, uh, one of the higher primates that, that has certain capacities such as a heightened degree of uh, intellect, all right, uh, that third, right? Fourth of all, only then we may be, want to begin to know our basic temperament and inclinations and our, and our basic uh, kind of orientation uh, as it concerns uh, ideas. What are we drawn to? What are, what are we averse to? Uh, how, how do we naturally respond physiologically? So in, the, in, the, in these simple ways. Fifth of all, uh, we may want to get to know uh, our, 
the things, the, the ideas that we hold so deeply that they are continually influencing us and, and we're acting in, in relation to, to them. Basically, to put it in a kind of corny way, the truths that we hold, right? the things that we take to be the case. Only after that is when we, what is that, six, fifth, six, whatever it may be, count it up if you want. Uh, only after that, that's when we can then begin to get to know uh, our likes and dislikes, uh, what food we like, what our passions are, what we, uh, you know, our certain uh, superficial personality traits, basically the, the Harry Potter level stuff, what, what role we're playing relative to we have all of these other steps to, to get through in order to get to that level. So usually when uh, we get the suggestion, get to know yourself, it's only applying to that very superficial level. But before that, we have to go through all of those steps. Or not, but then we will just have a very superficial knowledge of ourselves. Uh, but anyways, something else we could add is that on top of the fact that you exist in a fundamental way, and on top of the fact that you are an example of, of, of a given, uh, of first of all, of life and then of a given species, uh, we, the, the probably the most interesting thing about us is what we can call uh, kind of the, the level that we are holding as it concerns the apprehension of and, and connection with reality. Meaning, if we were raised in that, goodness forbid, in that uh, dark room and we never had any contact with anybody, never heard anything, never saw anything. We see it would just be a completely, it wouldn't even be an animal. It would just be, we can't even imagine what, what that's like. If something maybe not too close to it, but maybe a little bit reminiscent of it, is there's a, a very famous uh, disability activist, there was, Helen Keller, and she lost her uh, sight and hearing at a young age. Uh, and then she amazingly, she gained the ability to communicate with the help of, of her teacher and then she became a pretty acclaimed uh, figure. So she describes in her autobiography, again, no claims as to how accurate it is or who actually wrote it, but we'll give her the benefit of the doubt that she wrote it and she's telling the truth. She describes her process of awakening and she says before she had language and before she had concepts, she, she believed the way she put it is kind of like a non-being being, just like a darkness and confusion and craziness no time, no identity. So we can, it, it, but she already, she nonetheless, she could feel things. She, she probably understood that she had a mom and dad, arguably. She saw when, and heard when she was little. So it still would be many, many levels above this theoretical person that's locked in a room uh, and, and has no contact with anybody and has absolutely no development. And she was, before she learned communication, she would probably say, I was just an animal. I was a confused animal with no human concepts, but a person without uh, even that, even the level she was on, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be an animal. It would just be an instance of, uh, of uh, a case of, of existence without maybe some, again, some emotions, feelings, but we can, in our thought experiment, our mind, we can wipe that clean and just say no emotions, no uh, sensations, and then uh, no feelings, and then we just have this kind of blank instance of existence. Right, if we can kind of just a little bit try to wrap our minds around what would then be the case. Goodness forbid, of course, again a million times, it's horrendous stuff and, and unfortunately things like that. S similar things occur, right? Parents lock their children up. Awful. Uh, but anyway, so we, we understand here that a person's level of development 
it wouldn't be a person. It would just be an instance of existence and the, the level of development would be nil. It would be nothing, basically, all right? Uh, the, the existence would just remain in this totally simple, homogenous state. Again, at least in our thought experiment, in real life, feelings, emotions, sentiments, cold heat. All right. So it, going up from there, we can we can kind of grasp this concept that we grow, but we don't just grow in, a, in necessarily in a superficial way. On the outside, we also grow. There's some kind of kernel, maybe, of uh, individuality. Arguably, this is all complicated stuff. It's not something you can just do a math equation in relation to, at least now, for, for, for our current knowledge. It's, it's a wisdom type of stuff, but arguably there's a kernel of uh, individuality that we start out with and that then grows and develops. And that is probably the most interesting thing about us. How much has this kernel of, uh, of, of, of uh, relation with reality, with ideas, how much has that grown? We see, again, in our thought experiment, an instance of it where it's zero. And then an imaginary case of it where it's, where it's high, very high levels is somebody that, uh, like a historical figure like mm, Socrates, to use a neutral example, uh, who is, had a profound degree of intellectual and moral development. Now, if it's just all talk, if it's just somebody reading lines then it's, it's not anything interesting about the person except maybe that they're a good actor or actress. For example, if somebody plays Arist uh, or Socrates, again, purely based on the concept we have as opposed to analyzing here the historical veracity of, of that purported figure, but somebody plays uh, this role, Socrates, in a movie, that's, they're just reading lines, we assume. Let's assume. Maybe it's another wise person, but let's assume. They're just reading lines. So then there's nothing beyond the appearance. It's just somebody that can deliver and say a bunch of words in a particular way. But presumably the real Socrates, these words were coming from a place of inner development. And consequently, there was, that was an interesting and relevant and consequential thing about this individual that we called Socrates. All right, so we, we can kind of get the idea here, that, and we're hoping not to say that by any means that that person was the be all end all or some kind of ultimate figure for us to try to emulate, but that's just, an, uh, again, a neutral example in folk wisdom, wise person Socrates. All right, so we get, we get the example here, uh, and all of us are holding somewhere on a, on a continuum of uh, development, uh, what we can call maybe on a, on a scale of being, and uh, that is who we can say on a certain one of these levels not clear which level first we're existence then we're a case of life but somewhere there arguably that is a very pertinent thing about us about w w what our level of development is and uh, either way to whatever extent this in depth this individuality holds we develop it by working on our mind working on our morals trying to understand the world clearly and understand ourselves and other people clearly as opposed to just get dealing in, in our emotions and impulses and inclinations by making choices consistent with what we believe to be the case and by trying to be honest with ourselves and tell at least ourselves, if not other people, then at least ourselves tell the truth about as many things as possible. And that is conducive toward the growth of whatever kernel of individuality that there may be that is beyond mere appearance, aka Harry Potter. That's appearance, 
playing Socrates in the film is appearance, the actual wisdom and, and understanding that would lead to those lines or that led to those lines in, in Greek times was the kernel we are referring to. Just to use that example, not by any means that it's that important or anything. Just to use that example. All right, so these are some uh, things to think about, and, uh, and, and that's how we can try to get to know ourselves. It's, it's not, a, not a bad idea. All right, thank you for listening.